Now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, thank you, Mark Larson and Southern California. Welcome to another Sunday edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am indeed your underfished host, Hop Along, John Cassidy, and I'm glad that you could take some time to join us tonight. Just turn down that football game. You'll come back to it in the second half when it's really exciting. You might be footballed out, but we've got a great show for you tonight. I want to give you a little bit of a rundown of just exactly what's going to be happening. It's a jam-packed show, so let me start off here real quickly. Right out of the blocks, we're going to have uh, talk show host Carl DeMaio with us. Carl is spearheading the Gasoline Repeal Initiative. You're going to want to find out what that's all about, how you can get involved with that, and maybe repeal this onious tax that is put on all of us here in Southern California. Then later on in the show, Captain Greg Gewitt, he is the owner-operator of uh, uh, Aztec and Pride Sports Fishing out of uh, Seaforth Landing. The 2017 Bluefin Bite continues. And Captain Gawit is right in the middle with it. We're going to get an update on what's happening there. And then coming up in the second hour, uh, Joe uh, Cacciola, he's with us from the Oceanside Sea Center. For those of you that have been interested in what's been happening up at uh, Oceanside Harbor, Joe's going to fill us in on everything like that. We get the opportunity, we're going to catch up with Captain Kirk from Sure Strike Lodge out of Craig, Alaska. We got a trip going up to Sure Strike Lodge next summer, and uh, Captain Kirk's going to tune us in on how the year went for him and let us know what's happening here during the winter. But before we get started, first of all, Stan Vandenberg, he's getting ready to take a trip uh, back for Christmas to see the relatives in Texas, so he's not with us. But here is Wendy Toshahara, my co-host. She is the general manager of uh, Iserline uh, Fishing. Boy, Wendy, it's been a busy week for you with the Santa Barbara Fires. Welcome to the show, ma'am. Ah, thank you, and thanks for everyone who voiced their concern. Merritt is uh, still evacuated at my house, and uh, hopefully his house will be okay. The fire's um, up in the mountains right behind his house, so looking good so far, and uh, thank you to all the firefighters and everyone out there. It's pretty amazing what they've done. It is amazing, and it was unfortunate. We had a fatality of one of the firefighters, uh, Corey Iverson. Uh, uh, there, his funeral entourage has been going from Oxnard to San Diego here. Very impressive, almost over every uh, pass. 
there were people that were saluting and everything like that during the entire trip. So uh, our hearts and minds go out to uh, uh, Corey and his family, and uh, let's hope that is something we never have to go through again. Hey, uh, Wendy, I'm going to get right on with the show and introduce everyone to our first guest. He is the number one radio talk show host here in San Diego. You can hear him on KGO 600 every weekday afternoon. But more importantly, he is spearheading the gas tax repeal initiative. I'm pleased to introduce to Ron Real Radio, Mr. Carl DeMaio. Carl, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Hey, John and Wendy, thanks for having me on. Hey, it is a pleasure having you with us. And, and Carl, I invited you on because this is not necessarily a fishing-related matter, but fishermen do pay gas tax. They do register vehicles, and so this is something that is going to be affecting all of us. But before we do that, just give us a, a little background on yourself, sir, and how, do we got, how we got to this point in time. Well, sure. Uh, just for myself, I, I do host uh, the Afternoon Drive uh, show uh, covering news and politics for Kogo Radio, AM 600, in San Diego. And uh, you can hear us around Southern California, plus on the iHeartRadio app. Um, on top of that, I am chairman of Reform California. We are a grassroots government accountability organization. We do not affiliate with one party or the other. Uh, we actually find that there are um, uh, problems in both political parties and so that if you want to reform California, you have to do it issue by issue and just focus on getting things done. Uh, this gas tax falls into that category. Uh, the Sacramento politicians uh, raised our gas tax uh, and our car tax uh, by a massive amount. Uh, a typical family of four is going to end up paying an extra $779 a year in car and gas tax fees under this tax hike. Uh, and it's not going to fix our roads. The politicians are lying when they say, oh, we're going to fix your roads. Uh, first and foremost, California already has the second highest gas tax in the country before this tax hike. Um, this tax hike would give us the most, uh, uh, the highest uh, gas tax. But we have the second highest gas tax, and yet we have the worst roads. Why? Well, because the politicians have diverted the money. Uh, time and time again, they take the money away from the roads and they put it into the general fund, the black hole of the state budget, and waste the money. And of the little bit of money that actually finds it, its way into um, uh, road programs, it's largely wasted. Uh, a study came out from the Reason Foundation showing that for every dollar, on average, the other 49 states pay per mile of uh, highway that they maintain or construct. California, because of its wasteful and inefficient operating, spends $4.7 for that same mile. And so here's, here's a real stretch goal for you. How about we just aim to make California as screwed up as the other 49 states, and you'll save a lot of money if you do it. And so I could go on and on about the waste. This is not something that we should accept, a higher cost of living in California for higher gas and car taxes, just so the politicians can, t can steal the money? No way. And that's why we filed this uh, gas tax and car tax repeal initiative. Uh, we want to get it on the ballot. The polling shows that it will pass overwhelmingly, so that's great. But we need to get it on the ballot by encouraging people to sign our petition at reformcalifornia.org. That's reformcalifornia.org. Well, Carl, now what is the timeline for signing this petition? Because I know that you have to have it in by a certain amount of time, but you also need 
a certain amount of time to review all the signatures to make sure how many legitimate signatures you are sending in because you don't want to miss the goal. Right, Uh, because this is a constitutional amendment, uh, which means politicians cannot try to, you know, do an end round around it. Uh, They can't try to uh, uh, get out of it. Um, It requires 584,000 signatures of California registered voters. And to get it on the ballot by November, we really have to meet um, a very tough deadline, but we'll meet it. Um, We're asking everyone to sign the petition by January 10th and return it to us. And if you go to that website, reformcalifornia.org, reformcalifornia.org, people can uh, download the petition, print it off, fill it out, sign it, and send it in. Or they can request what we call the long form, and this allows people to get 15 uh, signature blocks on a, on a sheet of paper. And you can't print it off. We actually have to send it to you because it's a long form. Uh, but you can also sign up under volunteer to request uh, as many long forms as you want uh, to circulate with friends, family, and, and, and business associates. That's also at reformcalifornia.org. And we are largely a grassroots campaign, volunteers. Uh, We don't have any paid political teams uh, working it. It's all volunteer-driven. But we do have costs, uh, like any campaign. The cost will be about $3 million for a statewide initiative. And so if you want to contribute, you can also do that at reformcalifornia.org. Now, Carl, I I also understand that the wording for the initiative, as it would appear on the ballot, you also have to go through a process on uh, with that, and there's been real some real shenanigans when it comes to the wording. Sure, because the politicians control the wording on citizens' initiatives in terms of how they describe them. You can probably assume that a measure to reduce taxes uh, and and hold politicians accountable for existing money would best be described by the politicians as an initiative to kill puppies and kittens. And I'm not joking about that. They literally will uh, try to describe it in the most skewed, biased, and misleading way. We are prepared to go to court uh, to make sure that it's not uh, something that is so biased that uh, goes beyond facts. Um, But there's a time and a place for that. Right now, the focus needs to be on qualifying it. And and I have faith that California voters know what the initiative uh, is about. It's only uh, six sentences long. It's a constitutional amendment that says, hey, you know that tax increase they just crammed through without a public vote? That is null and void. And here to the future, uh, any gas or car tax will have to be voted on by the people, period. That's all the measure says. Uh, it rolls back the, the tax, and it takes away the power for the politicians to arbitrarily raise the gas and car tax in the future without uh, the public approving it. And that's where it should be. Uh, if the politicians want to make a case for higher taxes, you know what? They can try to convince the voters, uh, the people paying the bills. I don't think they're going to be able to make that case, uh, which is why it gets us back to how we reform the expenditures in the current gas tax that we already pay. Uh, that is more than sufficient to give us the best roads in the country if the politicians would stop stealing the money and would start actually spending the money in a cost-effective way. All right. Wendy, did you have a question? I do. Hi, Carl. Uh, this is Wendy. I actually um, just received my packet on Friday, um, the long forms, uh, to uh, have um, my friends and family sign them. It is So January 10th, is that the, like the drop-dead um, date 
as far as turning in all of the signatures, or is there something in March where we have our biggest trade show of the year for the fishing and hunting in the outdoors industry where we can get a ton of signatures? Is there any way to be able to to do that at our um, if you extend the signature? Okay, that's a question we get yeah. a lot. So let me answer it this way. Uh, you need to try to get them in by January 10th, and here's why. Uh, in order to qualify a statewide initiative, we vet every signature that comes in. We review. Yeah. Uh, we verify that it's actually a, a legal citizen uh, who has signed the initiative, and uh, we, we keep a careful count so that we know that we've qualified. We legally have until the end of March to collect signatures, but we do not want to put ourselves in a position where we are desperately trying to get signatures at the last minute. Um, and, and right now we're getting signatures in by the fiscal. Um, thousands of signatures are coming in. And so we still have that deadline of January 10th. We are asking you to hold to that deadline. It's like doing your homework. You know, you, you, you could decide to, to, to push something off in the future, but, you know, let's get it done by January 10th. That then allows our campaign to validate the signatures that the volunteers have collected and make a decision as to how many more we need and how we're going to get those. So is it possible we'll be collecting signatures in March? It's possible, but I would be disappointed. Uh, that's not the way we'd like to run the campaign. We'd like to get it done now. Uh, but if, if we are still collecting, then sure, we'd love to have your help, <laughs> and we would need your help <laughs> come March. Uh, just stay okay. tuned, uh, and, and uh, uh, when you sign up on that website for any forms or if you download the petition, you will go on our email list so that you'll get a, a, a once-weekly update on the campaign over email in terms of what our signature tally is and, and what's happening next. Carl, I've just had uh, uh, Rob Tressler and Hori, Lori Heath that are a uh, couple of our guests for later on the show walk in the studio. They've been listening. Uh, they're very interested. Lori has a question for you. Uh, yeah, Carl, I have a question for you. Um, um, because we fish a lot, is this going to uh, affect the gas taxes for uh, boats that are actually gassing up to take the fishermen out, or is this not? Um, just a no, quick question. It, 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 I actually it, it, signed up and signed myself. I, I did it at a Walmart, and I yeah. actually signed the gas tax. Uh, but just curious, is this, is this going to affect flights and travel, or is this going to affect any type of boating or anything like that? No, it will affect boating because the cost of fuel goes up in terms of the cost per gallon of diesel, cost per gallon of uh, regular fuel. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, any sort of shipping cost, so, you know, your bait, uh, <laughs> that's shipped from somewhere. Sure. Uh, any sort of materials that you use, that's shipped. Uh, and that's why, you know, when these folks say, well, I don't have a car, so I'm not worried. Uh, you little millennials, you snowflakes out there, you love Amazon, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? <laughs> that's shipped. And those goods are also produced. How about the, uh, the, the produce, uh, the, 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 the uh, uh, you know, oranges and avocados that you, you pick up at the store? Uh, agriculture, two-thirds of equipment on uh, farms use, use uh, uh, fuel. And it's usually diesel fuel, and diesel fuel is going up by 4.5% across the board plus an additional $0.20 cents a gallon under this tax. So, you know, this is costing everybody far more than they actually realize. So the fishing community, directly and indirectly, will be paying several hundred dollars conservatively. Because uh, remember, we took that typical family of four 
and they're going to be spending an extra $779 a year. And I, I, I don't know any families out there that think that government deserves an additional $779 of their money. No. Hey, Carl, I know this isn't scheduled, but can I get you to hang on for just a little bit longer while we take a break? Sure. Yeah, happy to. All right. Hey, we are speaking with Carl DeMaio. We're talking about the initiative to repeal the gas tax uh, uh, that has been imposed on us. You're listening to Rod and Real Radio on AM540 or at rodandrealradio.com. Stay tuned. Wendy, Rob, Carl, Lori, and myself will be back after these messages. can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone-crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance-tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Our special guest this segment is Carl DeMaio. 
Carl is with Reform California, and they're heading up uh, an initiative to repeal the California gas tax and then also the increase in the registration fee that we have for vehicles. Uh, Carl, uh, is there any truth to the rumor that the uh, politicians, in knowing that this is something that might be passing and might be repealed, are now coming up with another initiative of their own to actually tax us per mile that we drive here in the state of California? Uh, yes, that, that's actually an idea that they are uh, uh, drafting and getting ready to move forward on. But I guess they didn't read our initiative close enough because our initiative actually would prevent them from doing that. The, the proposal that they're looking at uh, is that they are not just wanting to tax gas and cars, but they want to put a special device on all cars that will track the number of miles that you drive, and then you'll receive a bill at the end of each month, uh, basically like your electric bill. Uh, you'll get a bill every month from the state of California assessing you an additional fee for your use of the roads. And, of course, they say they'll put all that money back into road repairs. Baloney. They're lying through their teeth. This is a cash grab. And it's not because of our initiative that they're doing this. It's because these people are constantly looking for ways to tax. And here's the other reason why they're going after cars in particular. Because they're so fixated on climate change, they don't want us to be on roads inside of our cars. They want us to be in transit. They want us to walk. They want us to bike. Uh, and this is part of their, their approach. The big tax increase that they just crammed through on the car and gas taxes it contains language prohibiting any sort of expansion of capacity of highways or roads. Why? Because the environmentalists don't like cars. And so all the comments you see from these Democratic politicians saying, oh, uh, we need the gas tax so that we can reduce congestion, they're lying to you. The actual tax hike itself that they cram through prohibits congestion relief because they don't like the car. And so part of what they're trying to do here is make it more expensive to drive in California by not only taxing the car, but taxing the gas, and then taxing the actual uh, driving of the car on the roads by mileage tax. You know, we as fishermen, I think we find out all the way uh, the revenue that is produced uh, for uh, people that are using fuel for their uh, boats uh, uh, are, is supposed to go to the California Department of Boating and Waterways, and it used to go to them. Now it goes to the general fund, and it gets divvied to them. Uh, we pay a fee for our uh, fishing licenses, and most of our licenses to uh, recreate and, and hunt here in California, where we think that goes all to the Department of Fish and Wildlife, actually goes into the general fund, and then that money is divvied out to them accordingly. And even when we want to try and do something to increase the revenues uh, from our fishing license, California is the only one of the few states in the, in the country that does not offer a 365-day-a-year fishing license. If you buy a fishing license in January, it's up at the end of December. If you buy a fishing license in November, it's up in the end of, of December. So we worked hard and diligently to try to get this through. We had no opposition, no opposition from uh, the Department of Fish and Wildlife, uh, no opposition from any of the, the groups that affect a lot of this stuff. It, it went through the uh, Assembly. I No, I'm sorry. It went through the Senate really well. And then it got to the uh, 
the Appropriations Committee, and without a vote, without any review, uh, the head of the Appropriations Committee, uh, uh, Lorena Ga- Gonzalez-Fletcher, she just plain killed it. She doesn't fish. And, and she's from Chula Vista, and San Diego is probably one of the largest revenue producers when it comes to fishing license with our freshwater and our saltwater. I, I just don't understand what these people are, 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 are doing, Carl. It's very frustrating to us. They want your money. I mean, it's very easy to understand. They want their money, your money, because they are so focused on giving that money to their special interest backers. The number one constituency of the majority party in Sacramento are the government labor unions. They want bigger bureaucracies. They want more staff, bigger benefits, and higher salaries. Those pensions are billions of dollars in debt, and so they have to keep gobbling up money from you know working families to, to finance that very lavish uh, uh, set of benefits that they've given themselves, uh, and well, so you're going to find that anytime you want to do something and you propose a fee, that money is going to go into the black hole of the state budget, and you'll never get what you're promised. Carl, do you believe that uh, the unfunded pensions that we have here in the state of California is going to be something that truthfully is going to cause this whole state to collapse upon itself? It already is. Take a look at the massive cuts that are being made in uh, our basic services because you have government employees who are retiring and receiving higher pension payouts on day one of retirement than they actually received in salary, quote-unquote, working uh, for taxpayers. The standard retirement age in most of these agencies is 55 for blue-collar and white-collar and 50 for public safety. And if you take a look at some of the um, positions funded by the uh, the recreational boating fees and, and fish uh, permits, they actually are considered law enforcement. So their pensions are based on, quote, the law enforcement uh, calculation in many cases that uh, sheriffs and police officers get. And so this is, this is a Ponzi scheme, and they will continue to raise taxes and fees and cut services. Remember, another way to finance a salary hike uh, is to cut services and say, oh, well, you know, uh, we need uh, to give salaries uh, uh, an increase, so what we're going to do is we're going to hold these other positions vacant. And then when you say, well, wait a minute, uh, the, the parks aren't very clean, what can we do about that? Sorry, we don't have enough staff. I mean, this is how the budgetary shell game works. Uh, we saw this in the city of San Diego when they had their pension crisis. We're seeing it statewide. You know, I think we even find this when we look for uh, – People to uh, head up the Fish and Game Commission, which is something that we try to go to to regulate what's happening here with uh, fishing in the state of California. You look at the people that are put on this board, and they have been termed out in so many other committees or, you know, whatever it is they're, they've been elected to. Uh, they're full politicians. They're just not right. grassroots it's, people. It's, it's a, uh... It's an employment program for ex-politicians. And see, what they do here is the governor promises these cush appointments uh, if they vote his way while they're in office. And so this is basically the payoff for their votes over the years. And remember, what they're receiving is usually a six-figure salary to sit on these boards. And then on top of that, uh, they get to sit there and say, well, I'm on this board and that board. Hire me as a consultant or a lobbyist, 
and because I have influence. These political um, uh, class members uh, basically are voting themselves benefits and themselves positions, and we're the ones financing it. And are, are you pleased with the result? I am. I'm not. It doesn't seem that these folks are, are making uh, progress on important policies, uh, but they are getting their paycheck, no doubt about it. Uh, I, so I for just, us, yeah, go on, though, so Wendy. For us, for us in the fishing and hunting industry, our big problem is our governor. When it comes time to reelect, we need to make sure that somebody like Gavin Newsom doesn't get in. We need to make sure that somebody um, who is for the people and for our Constitution is going to 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 uh, get into that position. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really hoping that uh, Travis Allen gets in there. Well, I will tell you this, um, uh, Travis Allen. Uh, when I first um, heard about him, I thought, oh, this is an interesting fellow. He's saying all the right things. But let me tell you how disappointed I've been with Travis Allen. He has shown himself literally to be a fraud. Uh, and I'm sorry, oh, Wendy, no. to say that to you. I'm sorry to say that to you, but, but let me tell you what happened. Uh, when we launched the campaign to repeal the gas tax, Travis Allen saw the gas tax as something that he could politically grandstand on. So he filed a faulty initiative. And he started saying, I'm going to do the gas tax repeal. And he never uh, consulted lawyers. Uh, he never consulted groups that have been involved with statewide initiatives. Our coalition includes the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. It includes members of Congress who've been in office and have been working on these issues for years, like Mimi Walters, uh, Doug LaMalfa, who's a big supporter of the hunting and fishing community. Um, and we, we put together this coalition because we've done statewide initiatives. We did the recall against State Senator Josh Newman in the spring because he voted to increase car and gas tax hikes. Uh, and, and, and so we invited Travis Allen to be part of the coalition because um, you know, the forces of good are so few and far between, we've got to work together. Right. And he turned us down. He turned us down because he wanted to do his own thing. And we, we scratched our heads saying, uh, what do you mean you want to do your own thing? And then we figured out what he was doing. He was using the gas tax effort to fundraise into a side committee, uh, and we don't know what's going on with that money. Anyone who gave Travis Allen money for the gas tax repeal, you were duped. You were defrauded. So, and I'm sorry so to, who do to, we to, look to at? see that happen. What's that? So who do we look at? I mean, how do you... I well, mean, uh, I what mean, I would say so is uh, make sure that whenever you're contributing to an organization, you look at, A, their track record, and, B, all of their disclosures are posted online. So if you go online, for example, to the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, which is one of our coalition partners, or to our organization, Reform California, you'll find all the money we've collected publicly posted, as well as all of our disbursements, and you'll see that it went 100% into repealing the gas tax. When you go to a group called uh, Gas Tax Repeal with Travis Allen, you'll find he collected several uh, hundred thousand dollars, but it all went to his political consultants and travel to promote his, his, his campaign for governor. That is just shockingly um, uh, disrespectful to the, to the right. donors who I thought agree. they were going to contribute to a gas tax repeal. So, and Travis Allen has created confusion. I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, um, I already uh, 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 signed up on Travis Allen's website, and I'm waiting for a kit. He, I guess he, he was selling $5.00 gas tax repeal kits uh, in some of his fundraising solicitations. 
And so I can't tell you how many people emailed us saying, hey, where's my kit? I paid $5 for it. And our response has been, you didn't pay $5 for one of our kits because we give it away for free. All you have to do is sign up. Uh, right. You know, so it, it, is, it is terrible what this man has done. He will never receive my support. And that goes for a lot of folks out there who've had experience with him in, on this issue. And that's unfortunate because on paper he looks like a good candidate, but the guy right. is uh, the guy is out for himself. I'm not I'm not endorsing anyone at this point in the governor's race. I, uh-huh. I hope that we get a couple other folks in the race to um, to choose from because I agree with you, Wendy. Gavin Newsom would be just terrible. Yeah. Um, it would be it would be very frightening. All right, hey. it would be very frightening for all of us in 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 whatever industry and. And in our pocketbooks. I mean, it's just scary. Yeah, well, I agree. Carl, we're going to have to cut you loose here real quick because we do need to talk a little bit about fishing tonight. Uh, you know, you have opened the eyes to a lot of our listeners, uh, not only to the fact of uh, this gas tax repeal, but also a lot of people are going, who the heck is this guy? I like the way he talks. So tell us, first of all, how can we listen to more about what Carl DeMaio has to say with regards to what's happening not only locally but in our state, and then how do we get aboard the repeal the gas tax initiative? Well, you know, don't necessarily just listen to me. I mean, we've got a great coalition. The Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association has been around since the 70s, so check them out. Our organization is Reform California. We have no overhead. I love it. We have no political overhead. Every dollar goes into actual voter contact, uh, and that's at reformcalifornia.org. We are the lead organization in the gas tax repeal. We are the lead organization in uh, the recall against State Senator Josh Newman earlier this year to end the Democrat supermajority. So if you want to be part of that, go to reformcalifornia.org. And, of course, my radio show is on iHeartRadio. Uh, if you get the app, uh, you can listen to it, the DeMaio Report, D-E-M-A-I-O, the DeMaio Report. And, uh, you know, we focus mainly on uh, Southern California and California politics uh, from a center-right point of view because, frankly, the existing media outlets don't really do a good job covering our local issues, our state issues, and they tend to be pretty far left. All right. Well, Carl... I enjoy listening to you. Unfortunately, I'm like my most listeners. I can only come in and out of your show uh, during the course of the day. But I like the ability of you to cut to the bone on what the issues are. I, I also am in awe of you because, you know, we do two hours uh, a week. You are on every day, and every day you've got something new. You've got something fresh. Uh, you've got something that's pertinent, pertains to it. I I admire you guys a lot for doing what you do. Uh, keep up the good fight, will you, please? All right. Thanks much. All right. Carl DeMaio. Hey, we're going to take a break right now. You're listening to Ron Real Radio on AM540 or at ronrealradio.com. Coming up next, we're going to have uh, Captain Greg Gawit, owner-operator of Pride and Aztec Sports Fishing. We'll be right back after these messages. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can ensure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866. 
so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, Wendy and I want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. I also now want to re- welcome uh, uh, Rob Tressler and Lori Heat. They are recreational fishermen that have been just going out there and tearing them up. Guys, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Glad to be here. Hey, John, thanks for having us here. All right. Hey, and I know you wanted to be on the show because I know you have been out with our next guest. Uh, I tell you, when it comes to catching bluefin, I don't know if there's anyone better that's going out there and getting him right now. He's the owner-operator of the Pride Naztec out of Seaforth uh, Sports Fishing, Captain Greg Gawit. Captain Greg, welcome to the show. Yeah, hey, welcome. Good evening. Hey, good evening to you, sir. Hey, uh, you know, for those people that are not familiar with uh, Captain Greg here, uh, tell us a little bit about the vessels that you've just brought aboard, and, and what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a, a couple of charter boats uh, for, our, for our company here. We have the Pride, which is our, our smaller of the two charter boats. It uh, holds up to 18. We do trips up to three days, um, primarily charters, but we do uh, open-party trips here on you know both ends as well as uh, a little bit to fill in the gaps there during the center of the season. Um, boat's 50 feet by 16, and it's got a... It's got you know, overnight accommodations for, uh, for up to 18. And then we have the Aztec, which is the larger of the two, and uh, that boat has accommodations, uh, stateroom accommodations, um, for up to 28. Um, we've been, uh, actually it takes 30. We've been running uh, 28 here on our, our day-and-a-half trips, fishing this, you know, this, this late-season bluefin. Uh, and uh, that one's really, really dialed in for, uh, you know, a little bit larger groups. We do... Uh, you know, primarily charters of right around 25 guys. We have uh, 10 air-conditioned staterooms downstairs, all of which are uh, outfitted with their own electrical um, outlets, and uh, they all have smart TVs as well. 
which are networked to uh, our uh, our network of movies. We got two thousand movies on on hand, and uh, yeah, we got five star chef in the galley there, and it's, we're really yes, starting Ryan. to just kind of <laughs> yeah, Ryan. He <laughs> yeah funny. really takes care of everybody. So uh, we're trying to give everybody the long range feel on a on shorter range trips here. And we're speaking with Captain Greg uh, Gawit. He is uh, with the Pride and Aztec Sports Fishing, and you know, and and Greg, I I know when you brought the Aztec back online again here just a little while ago, you were probably thinking, well, you know, maybe we'll be running down the the coast, or uh, who knows what we're going to be doing. And you ran head on into this bluefin bite, and you have just not let up on them, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been uh it's been something special, that's for sure. Um something that I'm I'm just so happy that uh we were able to share with, with so many of our you know, our, our loyal passengers and uh get them on some of the just I mean, the best fishing that San Diego has ever seen here. Um and it's been just really something spectacular to have and hopefully uh hopefully we can continue keeping it up. Yeah, well well tell us uh, update us a little bit. What has been happening the the past couple of weeks, and can you see it evolving into something else, or is it right now just uh, uh, pretty consistent out there? Well, I mean, I, I can see both. Um, it is. It's extremely consistent right now, um, and I do see it, it, it having the potential to evolve, being that, you know, this is all, it, it isn't just new to, you know, some guys. This is, this is new to everyone, including myself, uh, myself included here, you know, Last year we did a we did a late season run as well. We made it till right at the beginning of December, but here we are, you know, a week out from Christmas, and it doesn't show signs of stopping. It's actually getting better. Um, the last couple weeks here, we uh, you know we, we we were on that large bluefin for for a long time there, and that that 150, 180, 200 pound fish, um, and uh, it hit the bank there, and you know we uh, we were on it, and then it. it it was kind of a, a tough timing day because it was right over Thanksgiving there. And uh, as soon as we got back in there, we, we had some of that larger fish, but nothing like before uh, before the holiday. Um, and then uh, it was that, that larger fish kind of started going down in numbers, but, the you know, that what we called like a school-sized fish um, started picking up in numbers. And that, that fish that was 15 pounds, 16, 18 pounds like that for a while, has started getting bigger. Um, it, it's it's starting to get healthier on the bank, and it it, it doesn't show signs of leaving. We're, we're we're looking at like a 25, 28 pound fish on average now, and uh, on top of that, here we are catching limits of yellowtail to go with it. Our last trip out was uh, we got in yesterday morning, and um, we came in with limits of bluefin and limits of yellowtail. And that oh. uh, yellowtail's eight to twelve pounds. It's really nothing to you know. To shake your head at it's it's not that real small kelp yellowtail we've seen in the past. It's it's a nice healthy fish, uh, and there's a lot of it stretched up and down. We've seen it uh, all over the place, really. Um, there's fish, you know, as far as 80, 80 miles apart and everything in between. We're seeing signal on that yellowtail as well. Um, yeah, Greg, with the uh, uh, trips that you're running right now, day and a half trips. How are you uh, telling your passengers to prepare for this trip with regards to the type of gear they're bringing. I mean, uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago where we were looking into triple-digit fish. Now we're looking into schooling fish. But I know that 
after you catch a bunch of those fish that you're still on the lookout for those those big bruisers. Uh, Rob Tressler comes over is over here right now, and he's nudging me. He's going, yeah, ask him where the big fish are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. We've, uh, yeah, we've, we've looked at some serious water here in the last uh, two weeks as well. Not only have we had some very, very good fishing, uh, but we've been taking advantage of some, some good fishing early to, uh, to look at some water. We've, We've looked at anywhere. We looked at Cortez. We looked at Tanner. We looked at Osborne. We looked at Santa Barbara Island. We looked at the Interbanks. We looked at the 483, 500, the 213 on up across the uh, 371 and all the inner, you know, the upper, upper closer banks. Um, we, we've looked at everything, and not up until a couple of days ago, we we, we couldn't find it. You know, we were <laughs> we were turning the 60 mile trip into you know 120 mile trips here finding ourselves out at Tanner at 11 o'clock at night on yeah. our way home trying to find this stuff. And uh, I think it may have been just a matter of, of you know, like I said, this is new to everybody. Uh, we're, we're learning. And this stuff may may have just gone down. It may have gone a little deeper in the water column than we're looking. Um, you know, it, it, anything outside of really 60 fathoms um, is is kind of out of our, our uh, you know, comfort zone as far as, you know, going in and looking and catching and, you know, getting on fish and getting them stopped and hooking them. Um, so we do look up to 100 fathoms, but, I mean, this stuff could very well be deeper than that. It could be sitting down there at 115, 120 fathoms, feeding on tuna crab or squid or what have you, and, you know, the water temp gets to a certain certain temperature and certain type, type um, time of that moon phase. It, it may go deep because uh, this last trip we saw – uh, numerous signal of, of bigger fish down deeper every time we stopped the boat. Um, and we saw that a couple months ago out at, out, at, out at the island there, and it wasn't very long before we started seeing it start climbing up in the water column until we started hooking it again. So I, I'd be very surprised if we didn't start seeing that, you know, triple-digit on up grade fish over the next uh, four or five days here. It might be a nice early Christmas present. Now, uh, Rob Tressler is with us, and Rob is an intermediate recreational angler. You've made several trips on the Aztec. What has been appealing to you about going out on the Aztec? Well, one of the main things is is the crew, and Greg in particular, have been very communicative. Uh, Greg is he, he he's iterative is what we call it as a scientist because I'm a scientist. He explains the rationale, what he's doing and where he's going and why he's doing it, and that that's very educational for all of us on the boat. We really appreciate that versus the mystery of what are we, you know, when someone says, all right, stand by, start throwing. The first three questions for me is, one is, what is the size of the fish so I make sure I have the right gear in my hand? Two, what is the depth of the fish? Do I need to use a sinker or fly line? Or three, are they so deep I might want to consider a flat fall? And Dick, Greg communicates all that. You know, what you, when you walk up to the rail, you know what you need to have in your hands. And that's 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 probably increased my probability of bites 30 to 50 to 60% on trips with his boat because I already know what I should have in my hand. I know whether I should have a 4-ounce on, a 2-ounce on, or a 6-ounce or a fly line, or I should have a flat fall on versus me stumbling around because I am a putz just starting to do this stuff and figuring it out and listening. And, and it's been very helpful. And, Greg, to your comment about them going deep, I actually had a brief conversation with a marine biologist who's been involved with tracking tuna through the years. And 
you're spot on. They suspect that those fish have dropped out, drifted west over deeper water, and possibly slightly south, but they think that they've gone deep. Wendy, you had a comment? Yeah, Wendy, are you there? Yes. No, I didn't say anything. All right. Lori, you've also been on the Aztec several times now. From a female standpoint, you know, you go out with Rob, but I know you've also been out by yourself, too. What, what, what's the, uh, the real attraction of going out uh, on the Aztec? Um, the Aztec, first of all, is a great boat. <laughs> Not only is the chef really great, you're gonna get, you are going to get a long-range meal on a 1.5-day trip. That's what's amazing. And Ryan will bring out his knives and stuff, and everything is presented so greatly. They have a meal plan that's so worth it. But not only that is with Greg, Greg tells you, he goes, listen, we're all out and we're a team. We're not just fishing individually. We're fishing as a team. And when I go out there, I'm usually probably the only woman on the boat, but we are all together. So if one person puts on a lighter leader, that's going to mess up the whole boat. When we go out there, Greg says, listen, we're all going to go and we're going to have the same type of leaders, same stuff, because they will bite once you hook one on, they'll all go crazy, and we will catch more. But if somebody else puts a lighter line on, it will mess up the sequence of the catching. So he, he, he basically educates you in a way that we're all working together to be successful together so we all can catch fish. He also teaches us to keep our lines tight, and he gives you warnings. And if you're not keeping your line tight, there's three up to three warnings he will because he wants everybody to be able to have a successful catch, and which is nice. Okay. Hey, Rob? No, I can echo that. <laughs> and he does so in a, in a fair and reasonable manner. Exactly. I mean, uh, we all work together. We're all, we're, all, um, we're all aware. He's taught What he's also taught he's awesome. myself is situational awareness. You can't just get tunnel vision on your fish, and you want that to happen. I mean, I caught four fish of a lifetime on a, one day with him, you know, and it was just ridiculous. Um, but what he teaches you and the crew teaches you is be aware of your partners on the boat with you. Yes. Know which way the fish is going, but also know where other people's lines are while you're fishing, while you're fly lining and things like that. So as to avoid any snafus while you're trying to land the fish of a lifetime. And, and, and over the several trips where I've gone now, I've caught four fish that have been each time have been personal bests. And each time I got through times when I, in other circumstances where I said, oh, I'm going to lose the fish. But because I've learned to be aware of, of my fellow anglers, not in a bad way, but in a way to make sure that he knows, they know where I'm at and I know where they're at, with Greg's coaching and the team's coaching, yes. it's led to a higher success rate, which exactly. has been critical. Well, Captain Greg, uh, anything you want to repute that uh, these people have said? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't be uh, any happier with uh with their their breakdown of it and i i do uh, i'm just happy to know that that it's you know all of our hard work over here at Aztec and pride is you know it, it it's going you know it people are taking it and they're they're appreciating it because we we all we're all passionate about this that's why we're we're doing it um you know we want we want guys to catch more fish more than they do and it's it's you know it's it's hard to believe but it's the absolute truth because well, Greg, you know, I know uh, all the people I have come into the tackle store over here that uh, go with you, they just rave about you. Then obviously, with the success that you're having going on out there, people are coming uh, home limited out and everything like that. Then they have a new problem, like uh, Robin Lori. What the heck do you do with all those fish that you've got? But it's a good problem to have. Heck yeah, it is. Heck yeah, it is. There's always lots and lots of friends out there, and if if that's the only problem we're having, I, I think we can handle it. 
<laughs> Captain Craig, if we want to find out more about what's happening with the Aztec, the Pride, what the schedule is, what's happening over there at uh, uh, Seaforth Landing, uh, uh, how's the best way to go about doing it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can check out our website at prideaztec.com, or you can actually um, check out seaforthlanding.com, um, or you can always call Seaforth Direct. Um, they can get you get you dialed in with any of the, uh, you know, what's kind of going on here as of recently as far as um, trip availability and stuff like that. Um, and their number is 619-224-3383. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll get you all dialed in. And once you uh, get taken care of and get on the boats, we'll handle it from there. And you have an Instagram account too, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. My wife's probably listening and she's going to kill me right now. Well, absolutely. I just, I just helped her out. <laughs> <laughs> Aztec and Pride Sport Fishing um, from Instagram as well as Facebook. Um, and uh, you guys can stay in contact with what's, you know, we keep everybody up, up to date. Um, and we try to get, you know, information and we try to get uh, – all of our passengers to kind of get involved as well, you know, putting up, posting pictures and, and uh, kind of letting everybody know from a different aspect um, on kind of how much fun we're having here still. Captain Greg, now with the, the way this bite is and if it keeps on continuing the way it is right now, what do you anticipate your schedule being? Are, are you going out twice a week, three times a week or what? Currently we're up, we're still up uh, full time, which is um, we're, we're, we're still up three, you know, three day and a half a week. Um, and we're set up all the way through Christmas here, um, being that Christmas is, you know, obviously a little tight on the budget and what have you. It's, you know, it's taken its toll on, on the passengers a little bit. Um, but we're kind of hoping that, you know, after the, after the holiday passes, when everybody's kind of, you know, getting some new reels to play with and some new rods to play with, some new <laughs> tackle to test out, they can come on out and uh, put it, you know, put it to work there and hopefully um, – you know, that stuff does slide back in like, you know, we're kind of predicting and hoping um, that that bigger grade does, and we can get um, we can get back on that as well. You know, it, it seems like things are uh, – it doesn't seem like things are slowing down. They're only getting better, and, you know, we're hoping for a, a booming, fresh start on a new year here, and we're just going to keep going with it. Hey, no. Greg, I got, uh, I got Rob a new 50 wide. He's ready. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to hear. Hey, Captain Greg, uh, we got to get along here, but hey, I can't thank you uh, so much for being with us on Sunday night, and uh, we look forward to seeing you re- real soon. And, and keep out going out there and getting them. Just tremendous numbers that you're bringing in. Uh, great bite right now for the winter. It's something like we haven't seen for a long time. Just uh, keep on doing it, will you, sir? Great, yeah, greatly appreciated. We will do our best. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks, right. Rob. Thanks, Lori. Thank we'll you, see guys. you, Greg. See you soon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, see you guys soon. Merry All right. Christmas, guys. All right. Hey, uh, Wendy and I, we're going to take a break right now, but coming up next, you want to find out what's happening with Oceanside Harbor and the sports fishing over there? Hey, we got Captain uh, Joe Cacciolo with us. He's going to let us know what's happening, so stay tuned. Uh, you got Ron Real Radio on AM540 or at ronrealradio.com. We'll be right back after these messages.
You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at El CajonFord.com. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT, to the Tour Mag, to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners, be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live along with show archives without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words code group in the app store on your smartphone. It's a big deal, you know, I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio. I I won the Bassmaster Classic, I did a a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream, (laughs) that is just absolutely awesome. Hey, we do want to welcome you back to uh, Rod and Reel Radio for the second half. Wendy Toshar is with us. Wendy, that bluefin bite is just phenomenal out there, is it not? It is. It's amazing, and I'm dying to go out there. I haven't been able to get out there to go after the bluefin, but I was actually on the water yesterday uh, with some friends and Merritt, and we had limits of sand bass, calicos. We caught a... Um, 11 sheephead, a lingcod, I and mean, it was a huge mixed bag, but we, we had our limits. It was great. We had such fun, and people should be getting out there and fishing right now. It's amazing. Well, you got to believe it. You know, and another place where people are going to be going out and finding out about here real soon is Oceanside Harbor because it is probably one of the best-kept secrets between Los Angeles and San Diego. And here with the uh, from the uh, Oceanside Sea Center, and owner-operator of uh, the uh, Sea Star is Captain uh, Joe Cacciola. Captain Joe, welcome to the show, sir. Hi there, John. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. It's great here. You're with Wendy Toshahar, Rob Tressler, Lori Heaton, and, and myself. And, Joe, you know, a lot of times Oceanside Harbor has just been kind of just ignored. People just don't think about it being there. And 
Can you give us just a brief little history about sports fishing at Oceanside Harbor? Sure, I'd be glad to. Um, you know, if you go back far enough, um, the Oceanside Municipal Pier, uh, which is right downtown Oceanside, it's the longest wood pier on the uh, West Coast. It's 1,960 feet. That was the first pier was built in the 1880s, and uh, we're on our fourth pier at that same location. Of course, obviously, the pier has been rebuilt, but <clears throat> through those years, there's been lots of uh, activity, and, of course, it's been fishing off that pier since the 1880s. Um, but uh, in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, uh, there were sport fishing boats early on uh, that would run off of the pier. They would moor out on, on moorings, come into the pier. You'd have to climb down a ladder. There was a floating dock. It was rather rather tenuous, but people, yes, can you imagine doing that today? (laughs) Uh, But people would board the boats and then go fishing. Um, So then in the early 60s, 1963 to 66, uh, Oceanside Harbor was the first man-made harbor here in San Diego County, and uh, the, the hole was dug in 63. They opened pretty much for business in 66, and uh, it's been there ever since. So uh, right there in the mid-60s, um, the McCullough brothers, Ray and Carl, and I knew them both, um, they moved their sport fishing boats from the Oceanside Pier into the harbor, and they were the first landing operators in Oceanside Harbor. So we've got quite a history there. Now, that first um, uh, operation, what was that known as? Because weren't they, didn't they come down from Pierpoint or one of the L.A. Uh, 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 docks? Yes, well, that was, that was later, and it was, it was always called Oceanside Sport Fishing or Oceanside Landing. Um, <clears throat> that's what it was always referred to as. And the McCullough Brothers, uh, they sold out to Gene Gregson. Gene uh, owned Pierpoint Landing at the time. Okay. And he ran the landing for a number of years, and then unfortunately he passed away. I was running the last boat out of the old landing, out of the old Oceanside landing, and that was the old Del Mar. Not the new Del Mar at Marina Del Rey, but the old Del Mar. And um, I was the last operator there on the last boat. Um, So then right after that, the landing closed for a while. Uh, The city put out a request for a new landing operator. That's when Richard Helgren uh, got the lease, and they've been there for the last, what, 37 or so years. Uh, But their lease just expired. The city went through the same process, put it out on a request for proposals, and ultimately myself and my partners, which is Ernie Prieto from Chabasco Sport Fishing and also the Flager Institute, environmental research, we were selected as the new landing operators. Uh, so jo- Oceanside has quite a history. Oh, yeah. And I, and I would tell you that um, this is going back a number of years now. There used to be a sign on southbound uh, high, uh, Freeway 5, and it was a big billboard, and it said, Save a boat ride, drive to Oceanside. <laughs> Well, and that's because the folks were coming down from L.A. and Orange County. And uh, at that time, 
the boats used to run, even the overnight boats used to run down here off of Camp Pendleton and off of uh, Oceanside to fish. So that was the slogan, save a boat ride, drive to Oceanside. And so we've been here, you know, basically for the last 50 years. And well, I remember, um, I remember the, new, si- the sign that said Tanya hide in Oceanside, but I don't, I don't necessarily remember the boat sign. But well, that was there too, Tanya <laughs> hide in Oceanside. That that came after, but um, yeah, you're you're right. That's exactly right. Hey, Captain Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself and the uh, Coral Sea. Yeah, well, my boat is the Sea Star, oh, and um, I purchased that in January of 1982. I was, previous to that, I was running boats for other people, and I knew that if I wanted to stay in this business, in the industry, I needed to be my own boat owner. So um, I did a search through California uh, and beyond, and I ended up in Washington, found the Sea Star, which is a great boat. It's a solid fiberglass hull. Um, I bought it right there in the beginning of 82. It was only nine years old. Didn't have many many hours on it. Outfitted it for uh, Southern California for our live bait type fishing, and I've been the owner operator ever since. Um, and what we try to do here, I, I don't know, about the last fifteen years, I devoted myself entirely to private charters. So it's a hundred percent private charters. We never sell tickets on an open party basis, and um, we do a many different types of charters, including the sport fishing, but we run, uh, we run a lot of trips. We run about 230 to 250 trips a year. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about the Oceanside Sea Center. I mean, what, uh, what vessels and, and what range of trips are you going to have running out of there? And you mentioned Ernie, who we know. In fact, Ernie uh, co-hosted this show with uh, 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 Captain Ron Baker here a few weeks ago when I was in uh, Europe. So we're very familiar with Ernie here in uh, uh, San Diego. Tell us about uh, what's going to be happening up there in Oceanside. Sure, I'd be glad to. And Ron Baker, uh, uh, he and I go way back. Ron's a great guy. Matter of fact, he used to run one of the boats out of Oceanside for a number of years. Um, and uh, Ernie has brought up from Mission Bay his two boats, which are the Chabasco 2 and the Pronto, um, and I have the Sea Star, and we're just now finishing the, uh, the purchase of the Southern, Southern Cal. That's going to be our uh, fourth boat in our fleet. The Southern Cal is going to run uh, double half-day trips, and the Chabasco 2 is going to be the three-quarter-day boat. The Pronto is going to do private charters and uh, offshore limited load uh, trips overnight and day and a half. And then the Sea Star will continue to be a, a private uh, charters. So we're going to have quite a range of uh, trips offered there. And um, our last uh, partner in this is also the Flager Institute of Environmental Research. Great outfit, nonprofit group. Uh, they've been in existence for 21 years now. Um, they do sustainable fisheries research, and they do environmental uh, education and outreach. So by sustainable fisheries research, I mean these are the guys that keep us sport fishermen 
and some of the commercial fishermen able to continue to fish. So they, their research that they do um, goes right back to the California Department of Fish and Wildlife and also the Pacific Fisheries Management Council. That's on the federal level. And uh, they're currently working on swordfish, bluefin tuna, white sea bass, and thresher sharks. So these are the guys that keep us fishing. They go out, get the data that the fish managers need to make these uh, responsible decisions on how to manage our resources. Wow. Well, you know, uh, a lot of people, I think, have a misconception that because Oceanside of where it is, it, it doesn't have access to the, the good fishing grounds, quote-unquote. But uh, I'm looking at uh, Facebook for the uh, Oceanside Sea Center of a gentleman that is um, uh, in front of a halibut that I think anyone that goes uh, fishing off our local waters would be proud to have. But tell us about the range of fishing with regards uh, th- that you offer going out of Oceanside as, as compared to, let's say, here, San Diego. Where, where do you fish? Sure. You know, you've got quite a range um, from Oceanside because it's so centrally, centrally located. Um, you know, we can basically fish 20 miles either side of the harbor. You can do that on a three-quarter day trip. Obviously, on a half-day trip, you've got a little bit uh, less range, less time. But certainly on a three-quarter day, you've got that 40 miles of coastline. And especially if you go south, we rarely see any other sport boats except our own fleet. Um, And there is so much coastline to fish there, and there's so much habitat between rocky reef areas, uh, really big, healthy kelp beds, and then offshore a little bit, you know, for the deeper water rockfish areas. So there's a tremendous area of the fish there. And then when you go north of the harbor, um, there's still a number of spots to fish up there. And in certain years when we have migratory fish come in, now it's been a number of years since we had a really strong uh, sand bass spawn, but traditionally that would be up on the clam beds, which is literally right in front of the harbor to north about 10 miles. And that area was very, very productive. So... These sand bass, we think, are in a cycle right now. But um, you get migratory fish that come in, the bonita, the barracuda, the yellowtail, the white sea bass. Add that on to the resident fish, the, uh, the calico bass and the sheep's head and the sculpin, the rockfish and all of that. We've got really quite a variety of fish with very little fishing pressure. So I think that's the main attraction there. Well, not only that, uh, with the configuration of the California coastline, you're just as close to San Clemente as, uh, 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 you know, Mission Bay or uh, San Diego Bay is. Uh, so you've got access there. You're a heck of a lot closer. And a, a lot of the uh, uh, San Diego fishermen are, are probably really interested in, in fishing uh, Catalina Island, but, you know, uh, leaving out of the San Diego uh, landings, not necessarily a place you have access to. And, and then always going after the good calico bass fishing that's both at San Clemente and uh, Catalina Island. That's right. And you also have some of these um, outer banks, but not. I'm not talking about like the 60-mile bank or the Cortez bank, but there's some inner banks here that, that we fish, the 267, the 289, um, 
the 302. There, there's banks in closer to the beach that you can also get to. And when we have an El Nino or an elevated uh, uh, water temp summer, uh, you know, and you get bluefin come in, yellowfin come in, uh, skipjack, boy, we are, we are right in the middle of it all. You know, you can easily run offshore and get right into that really good fishing, and sometimes a Dorado, you know, too. So, again, centrally located, and if you're coming from the north, traveling south, you can knock off almost an hour, and who wants to be stuck in traffic? You'd rather be fishing, right? Well, for sure. <laughs> so just stop. You know, our landing is literally three-eighths of a mile from the uh, exit off of uh, Freeway 5. Right. Very easy to get to, lots of free parking, lots of advantages. So, you know, I'm going to go back to that old uh, billboard. Instead of saving a boat ride, you know, save yourself the commute <laughs> or the drive in traffic and stop at Oceanside. You got it. Hey, Captain Joe, we got to take a break right now. Is there any way yes, I can uh, coerce you into staying with us a little bit longer? Sure, it would be my pleasure. I'll yeah. stand by. All right, this is Ron Real Radio on AM540 or at ronrealradio.com. Or go to your favorite iHeartRadio uh, uh, you know, podcast. We're there. Uh, you know, we're in a number of areas. So make sure you don't miss out on Ron Real Radio. Or you can go to ronrealradio.com and just download us there and listen. So stay tuned. Stan, Wendy, and I. Stan's not here, but Wendy and I will be back after these messages. I like rafting. I love whitewater. But I never forget that snowmelt in the river can cause cold water shock. I wear a life jacket always. Anyone with me has got to do the same. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, it's Tony Gwynn. Nobody treats you better. Nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Nobody beats El Cajon. Hi, it's Tony Gwynn Jr. For years, my dad said it so often. Nobody beats El Cajon Ford. And nobody treats you better. And that's so true. Now I am proud to join the El Cajon Ford team because with them, it's all about family. They treat you right. 
You're part of our family at El Cajon Ford. Thanks, Tony. We'll see you at Broadway in East Main and ElCajonFord.com. Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to our Ron Real Radio. Our uh, guest this hour is Captain Joe Cacciola. He is with the Oceanside Sea Center and also owner and operator of Sea Star Charters. Rob Tressler, Lori Heath, she, they're also with us. But uh, Captain Joe, I want to talk about Oceanside Harbor uh, in particular because there's a lot of amenities there in Oceanside that a lot of people have to overlook. If you want to go fishing, great places to stay. You want to take your significant others. Maybe they don't want to go fishing. It's a great destination spot. The harbor itself with a lot of fine shops, uh, great places to eat there, but there's also a convenience over there, and that's parking. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, you know, as everybody realizes, parking anywhere along the coast, especially in the summer, it's at a premium. Um, when they built our harbor, uh, they had enough forethought um, to put in a very large parking area just to the east of where our landing is. I mean, you literally walk to it. But there's about a 600-space uh, parking lot back there that's all free parking. Uh, unlike most other harbors now that charge 100% for parking, we still have this large parking area. Um, and then there is, <coughs> excuse me, there is parking adjacent um, to the water itself, you know, for the various restaurants, the harbor village uh, stores and such. And then uh, I should also tell you, though, we have one of the best beaches, <clears throat> excuse me, in North San Diego County, right at Harbor Beach, mm-hmm. it's between the two jetties, South Jetty and North Jetty, and it's a very wide beach, and it stays that way year-round. The, uh, the erosion is at a very minimum. If anything, it accretes, it grows in size, and uh, there's lots of surfing tournaments held there and other beach athletic events. But there's parking there also um, for day use. And we've got RV parking right on the beach also. Um, And then there's about a 60-space boat trailer parking right at the beach also, and there's a six-lane launching ramp there. So there's something for everyone, and I think it's really convenient. Like I said, it's very close to the uh, freeway. So um, normally in the summer... You know, uh, yes, you come on a weekend, Saturday, Sunday, it's, it's going to be tight, but we haven't found too many days where you cannot find a place to park. All right. Well, Captain uh, Joe Cacciola, if people want to find out more about the Oceanside Sea Center, the schedules of your boats, uh, uh, and again, I'm going to make the assumption, we haven't talked about this, that uh, you'll also be offering uh, nature uh, uh, tours and well watching and stuff like that. How's the best way to get a hold of you? Yes. Uh, you know, you can go to our Sea Center uh, website, which is the OceansideSeaCenter.com, OceansideSeaCenter.com. And you can also now uh, call our direct line at 760-450-0400. That's also on the, on the website. Um, and I should tell you, too, that uh, we take bookings online also for all of our open party trips, and that's very convenient. 
Um, and the last thing, too, I want to add, John, um, this is kind of important. Um, my partners and I believe that the Sea Center is paving the way for the future of sport fishing landings. Um, this is a vision that I've had for the last 20 years, and it's, uh, it's a dream come true here to, to have this opportunity. But uh, very few landings do what we do, if any, and uh, our intention is to combine sport fishing, science, education, and adventure all under the same roof. Um, as we go into this new century, we have to go into it with a little bit change of, uh, of mind, and um, we want to be respectful of the resource, want to be able to maintain it so that as we get into the future, people uh, understand more about how the ocean works and everything that's in it and how their lives are connected to the sea. And we think this is a great venue to do that. So we're, we're going to offer not only the traditional sport fishing there, but there's going to be plenty of educational opportunities uh, uh, in our program. I, I currently and have been doing these floating science labs with students for the last 20 years, and that's good, that program is going to be expanded along with lots of other educational opportunities. And hopefully, hopefully, John, the little jewel on top uh, is going to be the aquarium that we're going to build there into the uh, landing, and it's going to be um, uh, a place where you can bring your kids, not, not on a huge scale, but certainly you're going to see living specimens from our coastal environment. Well, Captain Joe, we look forward to visiting you there at uh, Oceanside Harbor and the Oceanside Sea Center. And I can't thank you enough for updating us on what's happening there. Uh, a lot of really positive things, both with fishing and then also as a destination spot. Thank you for giving up some of your Sunday to be with us. I know you're busy. You just got off the water, so I appreciate you taking the time. It's my pleasure, and, uh, you know, at, as we go into the future here, just Stay in contact with us, everyone, please, because this is going to unfold, and there's lots of good things coming down the pike. Oh. All right, Captain Joe Cacciola from Oceanside Sea Center out of Oceanside Harbor. Thank you very much, Captain Joe. You're welcome, John. Thanks for having us. All right. All right. Good night now. Hey, uh, Laurie, I am sitting here looking at this hat that you're wearing, and it has anglerets on it. I'm not exactly sure. It's, what, what does anglerets mean? Anglerettes is actually a clothing company. Um, Janet Fusion started with her mother. Um, it's to support women fishing. It's uh, to bring fashion to the sea for women that like to fish. And to also, um, uh, she started it herself. She's actually an angler, and she's caught a 141-pound bluefin herself. She's been with on uh, advertised with Iserline. Her clothing speaks to women, and um, it's very comfortable clothing that... Every woman would want to wear. She makes really great jackets, um, zip zip tie. Um, she actually wears tank tops and things that are comfortable for women to wear while they're fishing. Made for women, not Made just for women. men stuff that women well, wear. Well, they're also doing things for men. Uh -oh. They're also starting a men's line for men that love anglerettes. And they're also doing another a nautical line. And it's just for men, but also that are associated with women anglers. Men that actually have uh, women partners that actually fish also with them. Um, it's a great clothing line, and I really, really love it because it's comfortable, it's fun. She'll do things in special colors that you want, and she really knows how to fit the woman angler. 
Now, how do, how do people get a hold of her, or how do they find out about her products? It's anglerettes.com, uh, and you can go on there, and you can order any. Uh, there's all different types of items. You have, she has shorts. She has bikinis. She has tank tops, um, jackets, uh, waterproof jackets, um, and all of it's uh, stitched or it's printed on, and it, it's, it lasts forever. I've had a couple of the tank tops, and I've washed them, and I wear them every single week. And they have not faded, and they have not changed, and they're just, they're really made really well. And it's just something that, that um, it supports women in fishing. And wow. I think that's a really, really important thing to speak about is women in, in this industry, in a male-dominated industry, that women are now going to be taking over. Now, Rob, I want to ask you, just before you stopped off at Angler's Arsenal over here, you made another stop on your way over here, and what did you do there? H and you mean the H and M? No, the uh, oh. the, the the firefighters. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We um we believe in supporting the community and the firefighters in particular. I mean, obviously, with uh, the tragedy that happened and the heroism that this community's uh, firefighters have shown in protecting us, sometimes they get taken a little bit for granted. And we took some of the bluefin tuna that we had caught. And uh, Lori pried it out of my hands, and we <laughs> sacked it up. We had it vacuum bagged and processed, and we brought over about about forty pounds of uh, bluefin uh, loin and fillet for them uh, just before we stopped by the radio station. They were out back uh, practicing with their fire hoses, rinsing down and spraying stuff and cleaning up the units. And they were so grateful, they dragged us into the back, put us by the units, and did a little photo op for us. So we appreciated that. But it's it's a privilege to, to share the bounty that we uh, luck into on our trips and adventures offshore uh, with our community. And yeah. we're going to do more of that. If we can't catch and release it, and we, we, we definitely um, have to keep it when it's gafted, we would love to, to uh, um, donate it to the community in any way we can. And those guys, you know, a lot of people don't realize the firefighters, even though they work 48 hours on and then get 48 off and then work whatever the shift is, when it comes to eating there at the firehouse, they pay for their own meals. So you coming along with bluefin tuna, man, that's a real bargain for them. Yes, I ran in, I was actually in Vaughn's, and one of them said, oh, my God, we're on our last fillets of the last order you brought us. And I and, said, I'm and, bringing more. <laughs> Right. Now, Rob, in the short amount of time that we have left also, there's another project that you're involved with, and you and Lori were there over the weekend. It was the CARE Blood Drive that was at the San Diego Blood Bank. Tell us how that did, but more importantly, this time of the year, the importance of giving blood, because I know you're very involved with that. Uh, thanks for that, John. Um, it was the We Care uh, Blood Drive. And basically, in collaboration with the San Diego Padres, the San Diego Gulls, and some of the other sporting uh, uh, teams that we have here in the city, we came together and we had a blood drive down at Town and Country Convention, Convention Center. A lot of uh, free gifts and things were passed out. And we collected over 400 units of blood and, and plasma from donors that took time out of their busy Christmas holiday to come in and donate blood, and, and we're ever so thankful for that. And this time of the year, we're all busy. Um, we all have family. We all have Christmas shopping to do and traffic to fight our way through, as well as some of us still at work. And folks are still getting hurt, though, and pe people are still in the hospital, and people still need uh, blood products uh, and transfusions to save their lives. And this time of the year, we start to run low because 
people are busy. And so we're constantly imploring the community, please help out. Uh, we, we're, it, we're ever so grateful. Um, if you come down to the San Diego Blood Bank, I'll personally give you a tour, the president's tour of the back laboratory system and a research laboratory system down there. We're not just donating, but we're not just collecting blood and distributing that anymore. We're actively involved in supporting three clinical trials in melanoma, prostate cancer, and leukemia as well. So, and we're started to move into regenerative medicine research as well. So, we're not just a blood bank anymore, but that core need of blood and plasma and platelets for cancer patients, accident victims, and people that are ill is an ever never-ending uh, need for us. And the, the the holiday season is a real crucial time for us when our share, when our supplies run very low. All right, and Rob, in in the uh, short amount of time that we have left in this segment. People are thinking about giving blood, but they don't know what the criteria is. What is needed of them in order to give blood to be eligible to do that? Well, that's the neat part, John. We will actually do a, basically a mini physical on you to make sure that you have to be healthy. You can't have the flu or be sick or have a fever, obviously. And then beyond that, when you come in, we have a series of questions we'll ask you. We'll also take a small sample of blood and check it to make sure that you have enough blood to donate. And that's about it. It takes about 30 minutes to, to, to answer all the questions, to get the testing done. And then if you're thumbs up, you're ready to go, and we're ready to take you on. And, and we hope you would return, too. And so, then also, aren't they having a Honda giveaway for a car? Yes, we gave away a Honda. We had a raffle for that. I don't, I don't know who won it, but I was an employee, so I couldn't sign up for it, darn, darn. it. <laughs> they had it parked out in front of the blood bank all week. We all got to admire it. But uh, hopefully, um, you know, and we can't thank the... The groups that uh, c can support us and do these types of things for us. Now, the blood giving process, how long does that take the first time? And it's cut down substantially when you start giving more and more blood because they have you on file, I would imagine. Right, right. Once they've got you on file, you come in, you just check to make sure that you haven't been sick or gotten sick since you came in last. Uh, we do then confirm that you're not coming in too frequently so we don't drain too much blood from you too rapidly. And then uh, it takes about, the actual blood draw itself takes about uh, 15 minutes, depending on how fast the blood pours out of your your uh, vein into the bag. Does it also keep you young, too? Um, oh, yeah, there's lots of reasons why you should donate blood. <laughs> one, when you donate one unit of blood, you save three people's lives, because we split it in three different components that are used to save different people for different circumstances. You also burn up approximately 650 to 700 calories, which is... A uh, Big Mac with cheese and bacon and an extra large fries. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and now some studies have come out showing that people that donate blood on a regular basis appear to be younger in terms of their cardiovascular system. We think it's because by removing some of your blood, you regenerate new blood, and that new blood apparently has factors in it that are good for your cardiovascular system. So there's, you know, and you get free cookies. And a tour. I mean, you sa save three people's lives, sa 600 calories to 700 calories burned, free cookies, and maybe even make yourself a little healthier. Why not come and donate at the blood bank? Right. And approximately how many times in a, a year or given period can people actually donate? An adult can donate once every 56 days, whole blood. You can donate platelets once every two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. And how good is the how long is the blood good for? Well, this if it's is not used. Yeah, and that's the key. That's why we're always scrambling. The blood only has a shelf life of 42 days. 
then if we haven't distributed it to be used for transfusion, it becomes medical waste and we have to discard it. So we're constantly having to replenish our blood supplies. And platelets only last five days. So that's why we're not bugging you because we're greedy. We're bugging you because we service hospitals all across Southern California. And the product that we give them, which is alive, blood is alive. Got to be fresh. It's got to be fresh. And if it's not, we have to get rid of it. And uh, is there any blood type over one others that is really in demand or always appreciated? Absolutely. If you're type O, we like you a lot. I'm, a, I'm an A positive, so they sort of kind of like me because we can still use it. But if you're a type O, you're what is known as a universal donor. An O negative person's blood can be given to anybody else in the world, and it has no problems. If you're a type A or B, we have to match the A to A and the B to B, which is great. Because there aren't enough typos to supply everybody. But, yeah, if you're typo, hey, send me a letter. I'll give you the tour and free food before you even give the blood. <laughs> okay. That's Rob Tressel from the San Diego Blood Bank and uh, Lori Heath kind of making comments on the side. Hey, we're going to take a break right now. But coming up next, if we can get a hold of from Craig, Alaska, Captain Kirk from Sure Strike Lodge. We're going there in the summer. You're going to want to make sure that you know exactly what we're going to be doing and how the fishing is going to be. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more to come. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? And if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program It is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hey, Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. We also have Rob Tressler and Lori Heath with us. Rob and Lori, as you well know, are intermediate uh, recreational anglers, but uh, 
I don't know about intermediate. Now that you're only going out two or three times a week, uh, putting the herd on some bluefin. Uh, right after you finished uh, your bluefin trip, you just went right on out. You did a, a half-day trip. And you, you guys are insatiable when it comes to fishing. That was a last-minute thing. I was wearing red stilettos and giving out Christmas gifts. <laughs> Rob had to buy me some new shoes, a hat, and everything just so I can go on the boat. <laughs> hey. And I ended up getting jackpot for a, a nice red. Well, you know, we're talking about our phenomenal fishing off here on the Southern California coast, but I want to take you to a place right now where the fishing always seems to be phenomenal. I had a chance to go up there in June, which was the beginning of the fishing season in Craig, Alaska. We're going to be going up there in August, and Rob and Lori are going with us and a few other guests, and we'll give you information if you want to come aboard on how to go with us. But this is the guy that runs the lodge up there where we had just a great time at Church Strike Lodge out of Craig, Alaska. Captain Kirk. And Captain Kirk, welcome to Rod Real Radio. How you doing, John? Hey, we are doing great. You've got Rob, Lori, Wendy, and myself here. And we're all biting at the bit to, first, uh, to find out. We were up there in June, but on a whole, how did the rest of your season go up there? It looked pretty good. You know, we, we kind of battled weather a little bit, but uh, fishing overall was really good all, all season. It, it stayed good till mid-September. Well, you know, I thought we did pretty well up there, and you said, now, you know, you guys, you were there at the beginning of the season. We caught king salmon. We caught snapper. We caught halibut. We caught lingcod. We caught black bass. I came back with 40 pounds of really premium filleted fish, and you're going, yeah, that's a little bit low for uh, what people come home with. I mean, the fishing up there seemed like it was pretty good this year. Right. Yeah, it, it was It was really good. You know, it, we, we kind of struggled at times when the weather, you know, how weather goes. But uh, you just caught it on a low note on the weather. But trip before you, wide open. Trip after you, wide open. But uh, that's just the way it goes. Fishing. That's the story of my life, Captain Say, Kirk. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Captain Kirk, tell us a little bit about the cycle of fishing that's up there between June and September. And and do the species change? How does it change? What what can people expect to fish for and find when they come up there at, at any particular time of the year up there? You know, the bottom fishing is uh, pretty good. It's actually really good year-round. Uh, people usually book their trips based on what salmon species they want to catch. So generally early in the season, May, June, July, you're targeting king salmon. The rest of the season, you're targeting silvers. Wow. That's pretty good. And then your bottom uh, fish are... All the time. How about halibut? Is there a better time for halibut than another time? Because obviously, Alaska is known for the halibut. Yeah, you know, I can go out tomorrow and catch halibut. They're usually always around. You know, it's uh, generally later on the season. We you know we've kind of beat around and uh, we know exactly where they're at where they're at by then. But early in the season, we're kind of looking for them. And, and they're out there, and, and we do all right. And it just kind of gets better as the season progresses. Well, you know, you're fairly established up there in Craig, Alaska at Short Strike Lodge. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and the lodge, how it established, and, and where you are with it today. Well, we're heading into our 25th anniversary next wow. year. No, so, can you believe uh, that? We've been around for a while. 
I started up here in the late 80s after coming from Southern Cal and came up here and fell in love with it and stayed. Wow. You know, uh, we're going to be bringing uh, Lori on up there. You know, a lot of people think I'd go up to Alaska. You got to, it's rough and tumble and tough, and it's just a thing for a bunch of guys and testosterone and everything like that. (laughs) But, but, you have made Sure Strike Lodge that is just welcoming for everybody, not only you know men, women, but also uh, their families too. We do a lot of family trips. We do a lot of ladies. Uh, we have a lot of ladies that come up here, and they, they make their husbands bring them back every year because that's one <laughs> trip they could do together, and they both have fun. <laughs> oh man, nice. Well, tell us a little bit about the lodge. The lodge itself. What do you supply? I mean. Uh, I know going on up there, it's a pain in the you-know-what to have to bring my own rods. You know, never know what kind of weather I'm going to be getting to. I've got to pack that together. I've got, obviously, a lot of fishing gear I want to bring, but, uh, you know, I may not know what's biting at the time. Uh, and then I've got to try and get everything in, in a bag or two before the airline docks me. Uh, wh- what can you do to help us out? What do you supply, and uh, what can we look forward to seeing when we get there at Sure Strike Lodge. You really don't need to pack any fishing gear. We supply all that. You know, any tackle needs, it's all met. Fish processing, rain gear, you pretty don't, pretty much don't need to bring much. You, know, you kind of want to be prepared for sunshine or rain. I mean, it is a rainforest up here, so you don't, never know what you're going to get weather-wise. It could be could be nice. It could be, could be, uh, could be raining. It could be could be hot. I mean, I've seen it 90 degrees in the middle of June. Well, would you suggest so you we bring some um, get up here. any swim baits or a certain ones? I like the cut herrings or anything like that. Would those be um, options to be able to use besides live bait? Well, we don't use live bait up here. We just don't have any way to get it. So okay. we do use cut plug herrings. Nice. So that's a cut herring. And we'll use some iron, some uh, uh, plastics and stuff. Perfect. You know, and Lori... Uh, I've got to tell you, we uh, brought the hookup baits up there last year, but I've got to say, uh, Rob and Lori are two expert fishermen when it comes to using hookup baits over there. And I've got to tell you, if it's got a mouth, the hookup baits catch them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be bringing our the the larger ones, the four ounce, uh, eight inch ones, with us. So hopefully, we'll be able to utilize those. Oh, uh, there you go, Captain Kirk. You got to take us out to that three hundred foot spot again. <laughs> oh, yeah, they'll, they'll chew on those things for sure. Absolutely. Yes. I'm in. You know, uh, one thing I like about the lodge is that you've got great comfort there. Uh, you know, where we were in the lodge, we also had accommodations where we had full kitchen, living room, uh, uh, a television room. But then we'd walk over to the main lodge, and Katie, your wife over there, man, did she have some tremendous meals for us. It isn't like you're on... Um, Water and hardtack for the entire time to be there. You've got to work hard not to come home and uh, having uh, gained some weight. Yeah, we try to keep everybody well fed. <laughs> you know, and, well, I'm surprised because out in Craig, Alaska, you, you kind of feel like you're almost at the end of the pipeline or everything like that, and the amenities that you supply over there are, are pretty fantastic. Yeah, we, we, we always take input from our guests and uh, try to try to improve where we can every year, try to keep everybody comfortable as possible. And most of our guests are all returning guests year after year after year. 
you know, and with the with the tremendous fish that you can catch over there, I I, I have to tell you, I was impressed. As soon as we got off the boat, uh, there were fish cutters there that were waiting for our fish. We take some pictures if you want. They immediately are are cleaning those fish, and then they bring them up to the lodge. They trim them on out, and then they vacuum pack them and freeze them so that when we're ready to leave, and I think we left there at like, it was like a quarter to six in the morning. It was early. We still had our breakfast made for us, and then everyone had a, a big case of frozen fish that was ready to take on to the, uh, uh, not only the, uh, you know, the puddle jumper that we took from Craig to catch can, but also for uh, Alaska Airlines to take and all the way back to uh, San Diego. And I have to tell you, um, it took me 13 hours to get back. And when I opened that, that box to put that fish into my re- freezer, it was probably as hard as when I we picked it up there in uh, Craig. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll travel a long way. We we have people go to the East Coast, uh, Hawaii. Uh, it, it, it's crazy uh, where people go from here sometimes, and uh, nobody nobody ever complains about fish being thawed out. It, it seems to travel well. All right, yeah, Captain Kirk. If we want to find out more about Sure Strike Lodge, see what the schedule is, availability, uh, look at the pictures of the lodge itself, and fish, and everything like that. How's the best way to go about doing that? We could look at uh, look us up at uh, SureStrikeLodge.net, check out the website, or just give me a call in the office anytime. All right, and that number is what, uh, Captain Kirk? 907-826-3909. All right, well, we are looking forward to coming up and visiting with you. We have our trip planned right now for the end of August. Uh, uh, you know, tell the fish we're coming, because when we come on up there, especially with Lori... <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lori is a fisherman par excellence when it comes to catching. And uh, i got to tell you, the big fish always come to visit her. So we're looking forward <laughs> nice. a lot to come and visit you, sir. Looking forward to it. Nice. Well, look forward to seeing you guys up here. All right. It'll be, a, it'll be an experience. Definitely. A, you'll see a whole different uh, part of the season up here next year. You came up uh, in late May last year, early June. Uh, this will be a whole different pro- program. Uh, I've got a feeling that what we saw with regards to the rainforest, the whales, the eagles, uh, just uh, uh, the grandeur of the area, seeing it in sunlight is going to be really something special. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Captain Kirk, thank you for being with us, and uh, we'll be checking in with you from time to time to find out what's happening at Strike Lodge. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. uh, Good fishing down there. Uh, we look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. And, Wendy, I know this has been a harrowing couple of weeks for you, uh, uh, having to stay in front of those fires in Santa Barbara. What? Uh, just quickly, how's it looking uh, for Merritt and the people uh, there that are in the way of that uh, Thomas fire? It looks pretty good for uh, where Merritt is. He's over by the uh, mission. and It looks good, so uh, we're pretty happy. And uh, hopefully it still continues to burn the opposite way from his house. All right. Let's, let's hope so. We pray that's the case. 
Robin Laurie, thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you for thank inviting you. us. And uh, we have our prayers out for you, Wendy, and yeah, Merrick for his home. For sure. Uh, right. Thank you very much. Now, I just want to remind you, uh, our listeners, we're going to have a live show Christmas Eve next Sunday night, so make sure you listen starting at 5.05 p.m. on AM 540. And... That's it for tonight. Wendy and Rob and Lori, thank you very much for everything. Thanks, John. Hey. And always in behalf of Jorge and Ben Harvey, our local producer, always in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McCune, the kind of like the founders of the show, and also our good friend Paul Leader, who kept the show afloat for many, many years. Paul, we miss you every day. Hey, we want to thank you, the listeners, for checking on in. Now you can go in and check out on that football game. I'm sure it's starting to, to percolate. So on behalf of all of us, go out there and get them, guys. They're getting away. The best fishing we've seen in the winter in years. It's your turn to go out and do it. Good night, everyone. We're out for now. We'll see you on the water. By a shady, weighty place.